You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 161. Are you guys following this? Like no experience, no money, no skills or support or family support, like giving him nothing there. Like he had nothing there that was going to say that you were going to be successful and make $50,000 out of thin air. But what he did is he took action. Like we talk about progress, not perfection. Like he took imperfect action. He picked up the phone on a rental ad. He called them up out of the blue and asked them if they would consider an offer or consider selling their property. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Hello, 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 Rhino Nation. It is Brent Daniels. I am so excited to bring this podcast to you guys today. Like, no joke, I am not messing around with you on this deal. Like you need to strap in, you need to like put a helmet on because you are just going to get smacked in your brain, in the face, in everything that can be smacked with this interview, (laughs) because I am bringing to you guys a absolute ridiculous, ridiculous superstar in the industry. Now this is somebody that is in my market. He is in the Phoenix market with me. We mastermind, we get together, we share a lot of ideas. I sell him a lot of properties. Okay. This is a different, unique podcast this time because we're bringing on somebody here that is like on a different, different level when it comes to the wholesaling business. Okay. He had a totally different strategy than maybe you've ever heard before. And I don't know if he's ever been on a podcast before, ever really released it to this big of an audience, this like amazing of an audience, but he's going to get the opportunity to today. So with that, I want to welcome Jamil Damji to this podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Brent. Thank you. I appreciate that. Those are very kind words. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, to be here. well, I'm telling you, you are going to, I mean, this is exciting. I mean, we had a mastermind a few days ago. We talked about it and here we are. And, yeah, you know, great. we get the opportunity to share, you know, a lot of the, an incredible amount of value that you bring just having this conversation. So I just want to start out and if you can just kind of roll back the tape just a little bit and give us kind of like your experience, like where did you start? I mean, obviously, Obviously, in this business, we all have different starts. I mean, you probably started with some situation where, you know, you had a big fortune that you were working from. You came from a very wealthy family. (laughs) You were, you know, you just kind of were gifted the ability to have a lot of funds at your disposal so that you can go out and like completely dominate this market, right? Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. I wish it was that easy. But I think if I had been born with such a silver spoon in my mouth, I might have spit it out. So it wasn't that at all, Brent. Actually, in fact, funny enough, nobody in my family or people that I grew up around were involved in real estate. So my dad actually worked for 40 years at a truck stop shoveling gravel. And my mm-hmm. mom was a data entry operator. So very humble, humble start. And, you know, it was, uh, I'll roll back the tape a little bit on my origins and how I got involved in real estate. I actually started doing real estate in Calgary, Alberta. And funny enough, I was watching, and this is around 2003, 2004. What they were doing at that time was 
uh, they were knocking down these old bungalows that were on these 50 by 120 foot lot infill lots in the inner city. And they were knocking these houses down and they were subdividing and then building these, you know, beautiful duplexes that were selling for like a million dollars. And mm-hmm. I was seeing the activity turn, turn, turn. And then I had heard, overheard from an individual that I worked with whose father was a builder that these builders were paying great, great amounts of money for these lots if you could find them. The problem was finding them was difficult. So, you know, eventually what I realized was there's a need for uh, somebody to go out there. I knew that realtors are realtors, but I had no training. Sure. So I had no terminology. I had no idea what I was doing. But what I did have was a newspaper and a telephone. Mm-hmm. And at that time, the classified ads were fun place to look around because, you know, there was I, I was always interested in business. And so, I, you know, I was looking at business opportunities and in the classifieds and I was employed, unemployed, employed, unemployed, kind of, you know, moving on that cycle. And I went to the classified real estate ads and I saw properties for rent. And there was a house in a neighborhood where I thought this property could be on a 50 by 120 foot lot. I called the folks and uh, it was the third of the month. Wait, wait, you just, you just called them out of the blue. I just called them. I just <laughs> called them in and uh, they were trying to rent the property. Sure. And it was the third of the month. And so the ad was still running, which means they didn't rent the house. And so I just asked, I asked and said, would you guys be interested in selling the property instead of renting it? And the lady on the other line said, well, not for a dollar less than 400,000. Well, I had known that the builders were paying 450 mm-hmm. for that type of lot. So here's where it gets interesting. I have no money. I have no contract writing experience. I know nothing. I have never done anything, but I thought to myself, well, if I could just find a way to buy it, I could sell it to these builders and maybe make 50,000, but I'm not sure how to accomplish this. So in Canada, especially in that province, everything's done through real estate attorneys. So I had the wherewithal to call a real estate attorney and I asked, how would you propose I do this? And the attorney gave me a word I'll never forget. In Canada, they call it a skip transfer. Essentially what it is (laughs) is a double close. Yeah. And he said to me, make sure you're right and or nominee after your name as the buyer. And he said, you're going to need a deposit because your contract's not going to be valid unless you have a deposit. So I go to my uncle who had some money. He was an accountant. And I asked him for a $5,000 loan. And I think he thought, I'm never going to see this money again. Mm-hmm. But this is my nephew. And he's come to me what sounds like a feasible idea. And I don't know him to be a drug addict or a weirdo or somebody that would steal my money. So he lent me the five grand. And uh, I actually made $50,000 on Woo! that deal. Yeah, my first <laughs> ever real estate transaction. I didn't even know what wholesaling was. Sure. I had no idea. I completely bootstrapped the entire thing from just kind of looking around in my environment. And it was never that easy again. 
Sure. But listen, guys, are you guys following this? Like no experience, no money, no skills or support or family support, like giving him nothing there. Like he had nothing there that was going to say that you were going to be successful and make $50,000 out of thin air. But what he did is he took action. Like we talk about progress, not perfection. Like he took imperfect action. He picked up the phone on a rental ad. He called them up out of the blue and asked them if they would consider an offer or consider selling their property. Jamil, you and I know, I mean, you and I talk a lot about TTP and we talk a lot about cold calling and reaching out to people, but holy cow, man. I mean, that's an incredible story. That's it. I mean, you literally pulled it out of thin air. It really was. And uh, the funny thing is, is, you know, prior to that, I had always been a telemarketer because I, they were the easiest jobs for me to get. I'm good on the phone. I like talking to people. So for me, picking up a phone and asking questions and calling somebody, that was the easy part. Sure. And everything else, it actually just came together in the most weird and unexpected. And I'm not trying to have any philosophy here, but in reality, if you take the first step, I've come to learn that the road unfolds in front of you. Yep. I love it. And just, I want to do something here. I want to fast forward and I really want to hook the audience into this conversation because I think that this is going to blow their mind. Like that was your first deal, right? First deal. How many deals are you doing a month currently? On average, 60. 60, guys. No, no, there's a button there. Go. Yeah. (laughs) I just got a text a little few minutes ago from my partner saying, hey, we hit 60 for the month so far, but there's still five days. So, you know, we've capped out around 75, 76. Mm -hmm. In a month. In a month, yeah. In a month. Guys. Guys, hold on, Jamil. I got to really slow this down for everybody to just let that absorb a little bit. Guys, we're talking about over 500 deals a year, 500 deals in the competitive Phoenix, Arizona market. Are you kidding me? Like, guys, dial in right now. If you are driving, pull over and listen to this. Like, listen to this man talk. This is all about, you remember, you know, you read books or you listen to podcasts or you listen to Audible on all these things and they talk about surround yourself with people that are doing a lot more than you. Well, this is it, man. I'm telling you, like, this is like you have Jamil sitting in the car with you, at the gym with you, at your house, like right now for the next little bit to like dump some serious knowledge on you. So, and guys, by the way, there is a lot of fluff in this industry. There is a lot of fluff. There's a lot of blown up numbers. There's a lot of people that might think that be skeptical that what he is saying is not truthful. I am telling you, I sell properties to Jamil. Jamil then is able to turn around and sell them. So, and we'll get into all that, but I'm telling you, this is the absolute fact. He is a superstar in this business. He has created an unbelievable system. And by the way, how much is your marketing budget for uh, direct mail and internet leads for sellers? Zero. Zero dollars. Zero dollars, guys. So, <laughs> he spent zero dollars on marketing. Oh yeah. man, we're gonna get into this. This is just so exciting. I, I know it sounds crazy. I, I mean, know. there's guys right now. I think they're probably crashing their cars or throwing their phones, or you know, it might just be like this is not real. But yep. I assure you, it is. Yeah. No, I'll assure you. You know what I mean? I'm here in the market with you. I I mean, I know this as a fact. This isn't like you're working in some obscure market that I don't know of. You are known. You're a pillar in the industry. I mean, everybody knows you. So let's break it down a little bit. So for getting to from your first deal to building up into this, like how long of a progress did it take from doing your first deal to the business that you're currently in? Well, I'll 
kind of give you a quick overview of what happened on that first one. So I actually was living in Los Angeles at the time. I was in a completely different industry. The market had crashed. We had lost everything in the real estate crash in, you know, after, in the, that last cycle. Sure. And so I was you know, licking my wounds and my sister and I, who my sister is uh, one of my partners. I have two other very amazing partners as well, uh, Josiah Grimes and Hunter Onion. But my sister and I were, we were looking at property in Phoenix because at the time you could buy a condo for 25 grand. Yep. And rent it for 750 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And so because we had such little money left and we really needed to survive, our plan was let's just work our butts off, buy as many of these little cheapy condos as we can, all move in together and live like your typical immigrant family where (laughs) it was my mother, my father, my sister, my niece, my dog, my cat, myself – in a 1,200-square-foot, three-bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. because we had lost everything. Sure. So we were in this spot. I had put under contract a couple of REO condos, and by the time they had come around to be able to be bought, I didn't have the funds to close. I thought I would. I was working on liquidating another asset. Didn't work out. An attachment order got put on it. So unfortunately, at that time, I didn't have access to that money. So Uh, There were too many creditors trying to get their funds, and I get it. So at that time, uh, what I had done, I knew I had had a couple of properties. I had these two properties under contract. They had sat probably for three months getting approved, and I didn't know what to do with them. So I wrote an ad on Craigslist, and I had just marked up each property by $10,000, and uh, I get a call from – an individual who's still active in the market in Phoenix today, mm-hmm. a man by the name of Tim Wynn. He works with uh, True Freedom Achievers, mm-hmm. really nice guy. Mm-hmm. He calls me on this Craigslist ad and says, I'll buy them. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then again, I, now this is a completely different country. I don't know how the laws work, so I don't know how do I sell, resell, how do I buy. I, I didn't have any of the pieces put together yet. All I knew is I had two contracts. So I was honest with him (laughs) and I told him, okay, cool. Well, here's my dilemma. I'm not sure how to get them to you because I have them under contract and I get that you want to buy them, but how do we do it? And he kind of guided me through the process and I had to trust him. I went out on a limb, you know, to me at that time, I thought if I lose this or I get screwed, it's okay. I didn't lose any money. I haven't, you know, nothing bad can happen to me other than maybe a lost opportunity, but It's not an opportunity that I have even because I don't even have the money. Sure. So Tim, he was very cool, super honest, and he guided me through the path of the double escrow, and I never looked back. In fact, within three to four months after that, it was my birthday, 12-12-12, I will never forget it. I was driving a U-Haul at 11 o'clock at night from California to Phoenix to plant my butt down here so I could change my life. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. And it just took off from there. It sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So let's kind of pull the kimono open. Let's pull the yeah. curtain back and explain to people when you say that you do 60 deals a month in wholesaling deals or taking down deals and flipping them or, or wholetailing them as some, as you might call it, if you don't do any marketing, then how do you get those deals? 
Well, we flipped the script a little bit. So I get them from individuals like you. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, we are a disposition house. Mm -hmm. So let me repeat what that is. Disposition house. So all of Phoenix is full of hungry, spirited, very well-versed negotiators who are out there chasing down contracts, getting deals, buying right, buying deep, and spending a ton of money and a ton of time and a ton of energy getting their hands on those contracts. And I love every one of those guys and every one of you guys that are doing that. Yep. And I think it's fantastic. But for me, I realized very quickly, if I'm going to do marketing, whether it be the internet or direct mail, I'm literally the fifth or sixth or 10th guy showing up at this house. <laughs> and it's yep. frustrating and it's tiring and I'm too overweight to have to do that type of work. <laughs> it's just not in my life model, sure. right? So we really sat and thought about, well, how can we change this? How can we make this better? How, how can we work this into our advantage? Well, the good thing was, is I have fantastic relationships with a ton of you guys who go out there and, and bring the deals. So every transaction has two sides, right? You have to buy it, and you have to sell it. So what we've become is either a disposition house for guys who don't have the time, energy, effort, or care to build the most fantastic buyers list possible. Yep. So what they'll do is they'll bring us their deal and we'll sell it for them. And mm -hmm. we'll, we'll work out a split and everybody's happy. Like you had mentioned, I buy many deals from you. So I'm a good buyer. I take a look at what you've got or what any other wholesaler in town is sending out. And if the deal makes sense to me and it can fit in our buy box, I'll buy it mm -hmm. and I will commit to it, which means, you know, there's some risk there. So as you know, you can't win on every deal. And so I can't just be out there buying everybody's stuff. I have to make sure that I know my list will be able to support a profitable sale if I buy this property. So, and I'd say I'd probably 90 8%, 99% successful as a buyer. We lose money on very few homes. It happens, don't get me wrong, but you, so you got to make sure you understand how to do that correctly. But yeah, that's the other side. I'll commit to a deal. And if we can find a buyer, great. If not, then we have to take it down and mm -hmm. it gives us more time to complete the sale. Yeah. So let me just break this down, guys, just a little bit from my perspective. So when we send out a property, and this is when Jamil is... When it comes to knowing what's in his buyer box, he's very, 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 very quick with his decision because he knows what he can buy and what he can't buy. He knows values. He's been comping properties for years. He knows if you're on this street, this size, this amount of repairs, he can go for it. He can buy it and he can make money on it. Okay. Correct. That comes from a lot, a lot, a lot of experience. So if comping is not your strong suit or you just don't have a lot of experience with it, it's going to be difficult to really understand what he's talking about here because he is honed his skills over thousands, literally thousands of properties that he has comped throughout his time, you know, looking at properties throughout his career. So, you know, he can go very, very quickly. Now, when we send it out, Jamil has to be, you know, it, it either has to be he's the easiest buyer or he's the highest buyer for us. You know, we have our own buyer base, but usually, you know, when he's the highest one, he gets the property and then he has a different uh, strategy to be able to make money on that, to make a profit on that purchase. 
So if he has that property and he doesn't have a buyer right away for it, he will close on it. He has the funds to be able to close on those properties. So from a buyer perspective, he's extremely solid when it comes to having like, if you want like a dream buyer that buys things and knows the values and doesn't, you know, have to do all these crazy calculations and spend and do inspections and all these other things on the property and just know and can make a decision and can put money on the line. That's the most important thing to make that decision. This is the type of guy that you're looking for in your market. And there probably is somebody like that out there. But what I'm yeah, saying, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. But what I wanted to just add in there really quickly, every person that's listening to this podcast right now has the capacity to be that sharp in their market. Sure. It's really, truly just having a big understanding of what your buyers can absorb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, if we get a chance a little bit later, I'd like to talk to you about how you cultivate those relationships sure. to ensure that you can get, you know, top dollar for a property. Oh, we're going there. We are going there. But I just wanted to, you know, so from my perspective, we send out a property. If Jamil's the highest, he gets it. And then if he can make money on it, great. That's his deal, right? So what he does is he's built up an incredible machine on the disposition side, right? He has built up, he's got such a unique business. And can you kind of break down like, Who's in your business and what roles are there in your business? Absolutely. So there's four key principles. There's myself, there is uh, Rita, Josiah, and Hunter. Each one of us has completely different skill set. So like, I'm really good at identifying the deal. Josiah is a visionary, extremely, extremely organized, methodical thinker. He's been able to take the company from you know four of us to I think we have 30 now. Mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. full-time staff. Mm-hmm. So that's totally been on his shoulders. The growth, that explosive growth, all of that has been due to his leadership there. Hunter is the most detail-oriented and numbers-driven individual I know. He won't lose a dime. He won't lose a penny. So you need somebody like that on your team so that you are aware of your costs. You're aware where you need to be in order to survive how much you can buy a property for, how much you need to sell a property for. You don't. Ha- you have to remember not to forget things like closing costs or even mm-hmm. recording fees or wire fees. I mean, each one of us brings a specific skill set. I've never been one for accounting. I don't have the patience for it. But, you know, if you don't have somebody on your team that's watching the money, you better believe it's leaving you. <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So who are the rest? Who are these other people? And then the rest are our disposition employees. So what does that mean? So there are full time staff. They are not commission based. We pay them salaries. They're paid very well, but they spend their entire day cultivating relationships with our buyers. And what I mean by that is we're talking hand holding, we're talking driving around, we're talking lunch, we're talking understanding the property becoming best friends. Now, remember, there's very likely very many of the same buyers on our list as there are on your list. Mm -hmm. Now, if we're both sending out a similar property in a similar area for the same price, what's going to make them buy from me Mm -hmm. versus someone else? The relationship. For sure. People do business with their friends. Mm -hmm. They do business with people they love and like. Mm -hmm. So, And we actually have people who will forego a property because that person that they deal with, their disposition rep, isn't available to show them the house. They'll just say, you know what? I'm not going to buy this one. I'll pass on this one when Kevin's around. You let me know. Tell Kevin to give me a call when he sees the next one that he likes. 
and we'll go for it. So it's literally making these relationships so solid, but also like taking care. We can't sell junk, right? Yep. I could never sell a house a second time to a person if they got burnt the first. So it needs to be a deal. It needs to be real. These things have people need to be able to be making money. They need to be feeling happy about their purchase. They need to feel like the people that they bought from care about them, that they check in on them. You know, there's so many folks in this business that'll sell a house to a guy and the day it records is the last time they talk. Oh, sure. You know, mm-hmm. and to me, I think that's a very, very hard way to live. Short-sighted. You're working mm-hmm. so hard. Yeah, you're working so hard to have to regain that trust, regain that relationship. And people don't realize how easy things can be if you put things on repeat rather than trying to reinvent the wheel all the time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. And so how do you find these buyers? I mean, how do you, how many buyers do you have? I mean, that you can actually, I mean, you've got 30 guys. I mean, do you have 300 buyers? Do you have 300,000 buyers? Do you have, you know, I mean. (laughs) Market specific, right? Yeah, just here in Phoenix. 15,000? Right. So you've got 15,000 that you're active. So you're not all active, right? Sure. So do you get a specific property and you're like, okay, this is great for these type of people, this list of people, this like segment of my list, or are you just saying, Hey, everybody take a look at this. And then whoever responds kind of gets their own rep. No, it's absolutely targeted. So we know where people buy. We know what their sweet spots are. We know the type of rehabs they like to do the type of properties they like. There's guys that won't buy a property without parking. There's guys that won't buy a property that doesn't have a pitched roof. There are guys that won't buy a property that has a pitched roof. Like you really have to know the minute details. And that's why things like Podio, but also listening, you know, CRMs are awesome because you can make notes about people and write down their preferences and the things that you've learned about them. Yep. But also like, listen, ask questions, listen to your clients. I can't stress that enough. If you can just hear what they have to say instead of just waiting for your turn to talk, Mm -hmm. then you really can dial in and find exactly what they're looking for. And when you present somebody with exactly what they've asked for, it's extremely hard for them to say no. So how do you find these people? The same way anybody does, tax records, VAs. I mean, finding buyers is not hard. So you mean you go to tax records, you pull up people that bought properties for cash, you get the VAs to kind of scrub that list, and then what, you call them? And then we'll reach out. Yeah, TTP. This is TTP on the buyer, building the buyer database side. Oh my gosh. This is why you're on the podcast with me real quick, Jamil. This is why, because this proactive activity, I mean, that's what this whole thing is about. The, you know, the talking to people every single day, it is so huge. And not only that, guys, not only is Jamil just talking to actual cash buyers, he's also reaching out to real estate agents and talking to them and letting them know that he is ready to buy property. And he is able to purchase some cash because he is. And these people love him and they bring him deal after deal after deal before they even hit the market. I mean, it's incredible. Like this guy has a reach that's unbelievable because he's proactive. As you guys can tell from just his, the tone of his voice and the way that he's communicating, he is extremely kind, extremely optimistic, extremely like giving. I mean, there's no reason for him to get onto this podcast. He's got nothing to sell. He's here just to give value and to show that there's different ways to do this business and to be successful. And it's just amazing. You know what I mean? It's just, I get it. Like, I understand why you are so successful and I understand why you guys continue to build up your buyer database and keep them happy. 
For sure. And I think the ultimate goal is that for us, the difference between when we sell a house versus when I've seen some houses get sold or when I'm buying a house, this is the thing that irritates me the most. And I'm okay with it because it's still good for my business, but I can't tell you how many lists I pop into my email. Mm -hmm. Like, and I haven't opted in. I didn't ask to be on the list. I'm happy to be on the list. Don't get me wrong. Sure. So all of you guys out there that are putting my email on your list, keep doing it. <laughs> keep sending me the house. You don't need to ask me permission to do that. I don't care. My email is my name, jamildamji at gmail.com. Just put me on your list. Send me your deals. It's cool. The thing about it, though, when you're doing that to a buyer that's not at that level, yep. it's terrible. It's not a nice thing to do. And in fact... It irritates people to such a degree. They'll imagine how does it feel to you when you get a phone call from a telemarketer that you're not wanting to talk to or that's selling you something that you're not interested in? You might say, okay, I can't talk to you right now. I never asked to be talked to about this, so see you later. Or if you send somebody an email and they send you an email back and you haven't talked to them to ask their permission to be sending them deals and they, they write you that nasty email that says, unsubscribe me and never email me again. The reason that's happening is because you're lazy. <laughs> because people are late, and I don't mean you. I, I'm sorry, I don't. You know what I'm. I'm I, talking I, about you, people in general. Absolutely, it's lazy, 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 lazy. Don't do that. Take the time. Like, have a conversation. Let the people know who you are, and that they, they're going to expect to see something from you. And then make sure you're sending them what you told them that you would. Love it. I absolutely love it. And so you've got these guys like on a daily basis, like these disposition employees. What does their day look like? I mean, fun, man. Like you haven't had an opportunity yet to pop in our office, but you know, I'd love for you to one day come in and maybe bring the camera with you. And if you guys have a visual media in which that you can show the culture and just like the way that people are living in that office, it's fantastic. But a day is super busy. They get in, they make their calls. They know what inventory is going to go out. They reach out to the guys that will like each specific type of property. They make appointments and they sell. Who do they call? You said that they reach out and they make calls. They reach Who are they calling? They're buyers. They're reaching out to the buyers that buyers they that have. they've talked to, or buyers that they've never talked to. Like they're reaching out to see if they would want to be, you know, if they're looking for deals. Both. Got it. So it's it's you know the day has to be structured into you know from eight till nine. I'm going to be doing. I'm just reaching out to new guys that we haven't really touched base with or that we don't have criteria or parameters on. Mm-hmm. And then the next couple of hours will be we're about to send out a blast but before we want to make sure that because people want to be treated like they matter sure right so sure. and they want to feel like they're getting the deal they want to feel like they're on you know the first in line and that has to be true you can't say to folks yeah i'm only sending this to you but having it have it go out to you know 30 people because what ends up happening is if one of those 29 take it then the guy that you lied to hates you yep right yep so you just want to be super honest you want to tell everybody hey look you know i've I'm reaching out to like 20 guys that I know this is this perfect property for, but I'm calling you direct. You know, let's go through it right now. Do you have a minute? Yes. Okay. Here's the address. Let's talk about it. These are the comps we found here. I'm, I'm texting you pictures right now. Stay on the phone and look at them with me. I mean, we're really, really, really dialing in those conversations mm-hmm. and we're getting people excited. They're feeling good about the house. Then we make the appointment to show it to them. Close the deal. Yeah. Because typically, I mean, let's be honest. The idea, most people around the country, you get a deal, 
you sign it up, you put, you know, together a blast and you blast it out and you see what happens. Right. Yep. I mean, that's yep. what happens. It feels right? like spaghetti, right? That's literally throwing <laughs> spaghetti at the wall. <laughs> sure. Sure. And what, you, what you're saying is, and by the way, Jamil's taking the deals that people are blasting out. And then on top of that, he puts them under contract himself. He's either going to close on it. And if he doesn't, he blasts it out to his database or intimately brings it to his database. And what do you make on an average deal? Like a thousand, two thousand? Yeah. <laughs> More. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, all right. Let, let's just say, guys, here's the deal, guys. He makes significantly more than that. Okay. He's being modest now. He doesn't like really getting too crazy with the amount that they make every month because it's bananas. But let me just tell you that it is not a small amount. He is making significant amount of money per deal by having this intimate approach with his investors. He knows what they're looking for. He knows what their exit strategy is. You know, his advantage over being able to just blast it out and, and seeing who's going to take it is he knows what their exit what they're going to do with it. Maybe they want to buy it as a rental. Maybe they have to put money somewhere. They just have to buy a ton of properties right now. Maybe they want to do a fix and flip, but they want to add square footage. Like they can pay more for these properties and it still makes financial sense for them because they have a different strategy. And the only way that he knows that they have a different strategy is because he talks to them. He has a whole army behind him reaching out proactively. First of all, they proactively reach out on a cold prospecting call to see if these people want to get this value from their company. They say yes, and then they follow up with them and keep them engaged and keep them you know, so happy and ready and prepared. And oh, by the way, he knows who can close deals and who can't, you know, oh, by the way, he knows who can deposit earnest funds and who can't. Oh, by the way, he knows who can close in two days and who needs 60 days to close. He knows all these things because he's got the different side of the business. So what what he's saying is, yes, there is acquisition. There's guys like me and my company out there making thousands of phone calls every month, you know, providing opportunities, you know, trying to solve the problems of the seller and going out there and working that side of the business. And then there's the disposition side of this business, the disposition side of this that is saying, hey, let me nurture all of these cash investors that want to feel like they're VIP. They want to feel, I don't know any big time investor that buys multiple properties every month that has not asked on several occasions to be like, just give me a shot at it an hour before, or just, you know, let me be like your top guy or your top guys in there. Let me just, before you blast out, just like, give me a shot. That's the way he makes all these people feel. You know what I mean? Can you imagine? Like, no wonder he's able to sell the deals for so much more and, you know, be able to have this business that can support that many people. I mean, it's incredible. Incredible, Jamil. I really like, seriously, you're the man. Thank you, Brent. Thank you. And I, again, I really do have to say that this business doesn't exist without you, without collaboration, without really, really, really getting to know your fellow wholesalers in town. Remember, it's the thing that is that sucks with a competitive mindset is when you're looking at people like they're going to take from you. Like if they're in business or if they're doing well, you're not, or they've taken the deal that you should have from you. That whole mm-hmm. line of thinking is flawed. And, you know, I learned this one bit of advice And actually, when I was living in Los Angeles and seeing all these amazingly brilliant content makers that exist in that space, and I would find these funny, talented, extremely inspiring people 
doing absolutely nothing with <laughs> their talent. Mm-hmm. And what I realized quickly is if you have no distribution, you have no business. Mm-hmm. So, and the other thing was specialize. Don't be the jack of all trades. So if you are a damn great acquisition house, spend your money and your time doing better at acquisitions. Yep. And then link up with a guy with a team like Keegley that like us that can come in and sell your deal and just if you're spending all of your time buying versus half of your time buying and the other half of your time selling, guess what? You're going to do twice the number of deals. It's just that simple. And you didn't lose any money because you sold a deal to me or because we did a deal together. I'm getting more for the properties than most people could. Yep. And that's because we're creating that value. We're creating that relationship. So find synergies between yourselves and other folks in your market. If you are in a market and there's no disposition house there, get on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Get on it. Yeah, I, it's I literally blue ocean. just yep. I just gave you the keys to the kingdom. Yep. Go. Yep. I love it. And and just real quick before we jump off this, Jamil, like we are in the same mastermind that meets every single month. Like and we talk about what's working and what's not. And I'm telling you guys, and this is very self-serving for me because I love it. And I want to encourage you guys all to talk to people, but Jamil, like for real, like everybody's doing cold calls, right? Like all the big guys, everybody, right? Everybody, everyone, everybody, like guys, you guys are all calling the same people, the same (laughs) numbers. Like it's hard. It's really, really, really hard. And I commend you guys. And I'm, but it's working. It works. Yes, it works. Yep. And you guys are crushing it, doing tons of deals, making tons of money. And it's fantastic. And I think that it's amazing. But in Phoenix, if we can have this many talented people and they're all calling the same folks and they're all using the same phone numbers and the same service to get those phone numbers and they're all calling the same list, how is it that each one of you badasses can do 20, 30 deals in a month? Mm-hmm. It's, I still don't understand that, but it's true. <laughs> it's talking to people, and I'm telling you, everybody listening to this, if you guys have not, I mean, if you're hearing whispers and kind of the little you know, thoughts here and there, and you're seeing it on social media about TTP and about TTP and getting deals, and I got this check from TTP and doing all these things, you got to jump on board, guys. It is a no-brainer. This is the way that the business is going. As marketing gets more expensive, you have to use your talents, your skills, your voice to be able to go out there and find the deals. I mean, listen to what Jamil is saying right here. He is not spending multiple thousands of dollars on marketing campaign to get his cash buyers. He is investing in his people, training them up to reach out to homeowners, proactively building their database. He literally has a couple dozen guys every single day excited about hitting the phones and getting opportunities and providing value to his cash buyer database. I mean, this is it, guys. This is the secret. This is the plan. This is the path. Like, take it seriously. Like, really, really take it seriously. The proactive approach is the winning approach, 100%. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jamil, thank you so much. So if people want to get a hold of you, you obviously gave your email, which is very brave of you to do. But also- How many folks are, uh, and I, I apologize, I don't know- the viewership. I love you so much. It yeah. wouldn't matter if there was three people that would listen to this. So it would make no difference to me. But how many folks are going to be sending me emails, Brent? Uh, well, it just depends. <laughs> but there's a lot of people that listen to this. Awesome. A lot of people getting value from this podcast. So find just, me on Facebook. Jamil spell your Damji. name. Sure, it's J A M I L 
D like David, A-M-J-I. Find me on Facebook. Find me on Instagram at, I think it's Damji, or email me. Google my name and you'll probably find my number. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> knows, yeah. Call me. Yeah. Talk to me. I'm open to helping. I'm open to collaborating. I want to work with as many of you out there as possible. Awesome. Thank you so much. And guys, if you guys are interested in like taking your business to the next level in a proactive approach, the TTP program, the talk to people program is the path. We are exploding right now with this. It is just going so unbelievable around the country. If you are interested, just sign up, reach out to us at www.wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. We will jump on a call. We will go through the whole program with you. Make sure it's a great fit for you. Make sure it's a great fit for us. And if it is, you and I are going to be talking soon. So I look forward to that and I hope to talk to you guys soon. So thank you again, Jamil, so much. An incredible, incredible 45 minutes of value. And uh, until next time, guys, go out, talk to people, bring some value, bring some impact and dominate. See you later. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at InvestorGrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.